Hi, everybody. Welcome to Spiritual Vita. It's Devora here. Friday, March 11. Praising Hashem. Thinking about a few things, just a couple things that we're very grateful to you, Hashem, for. And infusing ourselves with joy, with happiness, and the fact that we have Hashem to serve. We are the chosen nation to praise Hashem, to talk to Hashem, to love Hashem. So smile, clap, dance, and thank Hashem. Thank you, Yaakov Shwaki. That was just a little bit of a minute of giving some chizuk, Bazar Hashem, listening to nice music. Oh, he wants to keep singing. I'm going to pluck him out. <laughs> listening to nice music, beautiful singers, beautiful songs like Yaakov Shwaki, Yosef Karduner, Meidata Sa, Chaim Israel, God Elbaz, Nisim Black, and much, much more. Songs that are inspiring and giving simcha and chizuk to us and moving our soul to talk to Hashem, encouraging us. And Bezrat Hashem, we should all take a minute every day, at least one minute, of course, more to do here. He's supposed to do it every day, at least 30 minutes. It should be our goal, an hour, Bezrat Hashem, even. But Right now, even one minute, if you didn't start to say thank you to Hashem for all that you do have and focus on all the good in your life. And that was our opening to our beautiful Parsha this week, the book of Leviticus, Sefer Vayikra. The meaning of sacrifice. In discussing a man's obligation to offer sacrifices, the Torah departs from its usual expression of referring to man as Ish, and instead uses the word Adam. The passage also begins with the singular verb Yakriv, he brings, and then continues with the plural form Takrivu, you shall bring. There is a profound reason for these word choices. For when a person brings a sacrifice to Hashem, he must follow the example of the very first man, Adam, whose offerings were unblemished, free of the slightest taint of dishonesty. Since he was the only person in the world, there was no one he could have deceived or taken advantage of. There are many ways in which we attempt to rationalize deception and dishonesty. When we allow arrogance to take hold of us and we feel superior to others, we also convince ourselves that our needs are greater than theirs and therefore we are entitled to that which belongs to them. That is yet another reason why when the Torah instructs us regarding sacrifices, it, refer it refers to the individual as Adam, 
evoking the memory of the first man, who, by virtue of the fact that he was the first and only one, could not have been guilty of such rationalizations. Even as Adam understood that everything that he possessed came from Hashem, so we too must be aware of the fact and approach him with clean hands. As the psalmist wrote, that's David HaMelech, who may ascend the mountain of Hashem, one with clean hands and a pure heart. The word for sacrifice is korbanos, derived from the word karov, to come near teaching us that if we wish to renew our relationship with our Heavenly Father, we must be prepared to sacrifice for His sake. And if we do so, we will discover that the more we give of ourselves, the closer to Hashem we will feel. Make His will your will. In today's self-focused culture, we have been led to believe that our priority must be to ensure our own happiness. Sacrifice, renunciation of self, has become an alien concept. Many people live for themselves and focus on their own needs. All too often, such parents do not sacrifice for their children. And such children do not sacrifice for their parents. And this holds true for all their relationships, including those between husband and wife. It is most blatantly evident, however, in their relationship with God. People make demands upon him, but are not prepared to give back. Why? Why, they ask, when things do not turn out as they had anticipated. And it never occurs to them that Hashem may also be asking why. Indeed, why have you failed to fulfill my commandments? Why have you abandoned my Torah? But they never hear the why of Hashem and hear only their own cry. So let us search our hearts and ask, how does Hashem see me? How do I measure up? How much have I sacrificed for his sake? Have I made his will my own? And if you do not feel as close to him as you would like, if you do not feel faith motivating your life, ask yourself, have I offered him my heart? Have I sacrificed? So I just want to add that regarding Shalom Bayez, when they said about relationships, that is really something that is so true. I really think that like the secret to lasting Shalom Bayez is for each one of the spouses to know, to come into the marriage from before they even get married, even from when they're dating, to learn and to know in a marriage that in order for the marriage to be able even to survive, we're not even talking about thrive right now, but of course, to be able, step one, to survive and eventually to thrive, each person in the marriage has to know that there are certain things they have to be giving up. They have to give over. They have to be mevater. So if you sacrifice one or two or three or four things, you know that you're also bringing that as a sacrifice in honor of Shalom Bayit to Hashem, to show Hashem, Hashem, I'm doing this not only because I want Shalom Bayit, but I also want you, Hashem, to see that I'm sacrificing what I want and my will in the merit of having your holy and divine Shekhinah 
rest over my home and protect us and bless us because I'm sacrificing for Shalom Bias. Not only are you sacrificing for Shalom Bias, you must be aware that you're also sacrificing because you want to get closer to Hashem and you want to do Hashem's will. And that gives you more of koach and strength to sacrifice sometimes some of your needs, some of your wants for the other, L'shem Shemaim, for the sake of heaven, for the sake of the bigger brachas that are going to come and protect you and watch over you and your family and give you bracha because you sacrificed certain things. We have to keep in mind the bigger picture. Segment, new. We can all make a difference. The question still remains, why is there a change from the singular to the plural when the Torah discusses bringing this offering? Here too is an instructive lesson for all generations. The passage starts out in the singular because when a man sins, he believes that his transgressions impact only upon him. But the Torah teaches that that which we do as individuals impacts on everyone and everything around us. Therefore, our sages compare our predicament as a nation to passengers on a ship. If one should bore a hole under his seat, in vain does he protest. This is my business. The hole is under my seat. His personal hole will cause the entire ship with all its passengers to sink. The reverse is also true. Repentance and mitzvot not only elevate us as individuals, but they also enrich our community and our nation. Thus, the passage starts with a singular and ends with the plural, reminding us that our families and our community communities are only as strong as the individuals who form them. This is a lesson that can help us in our search for meaning and can validate our lives. We all have a need to make a difference, but we often feel futile in our anonymity and wonder what possible impact we can leave. Parshas Vayikra reminds us that through our very word, our every deed, we have the power to either elevate or diminish the world. If we bear that in mind, we will find it easier to meet life's challenges with honor and dignity. So I just want to bring in a note that I heard in a class in a shir this week. The rabbi said that in reference to the war that's happening, that the Zohar says that if there is two nations that are at war, everything has to do with a Jew, with Klai Yisrael. So everything is connected to Am Yisrael. So even if we're not in the war, but everything happens, everything that's happening has a direct link to the nation of Klai Yisrael and that we need to be affected by it somehow and we need to we need to see that this has to do something with me. We need to take some kind of action. And the action that we need to take, the sign that, that it comes to us is that it's a wake-up call. That regardless of whatever two nations are in the war, we need to wake up and do teshuva and reflect on ourselves and work on ourselves. In humility, we find true greatness. The parasha opens with the words, Vaikra el Moshe. And he, God, called to Moses. In a Torah scroll, the letter Aleph in the word Vayikra is written in a smaller size than the rest of the Torah, teaching us that Moshe was keenly aware of his unworthiness in being summoned by God. 
The word Vayikra without the Aleph means that Hashem chanced to speak to Moshe, not that God called him lovingly. Because of his humility, Moshe wrote the Aleph small to imply that he has less he was less than worthy. Moshe was the most humble of all men, but paradoxically he was also the greatest. True humility does not imply lack of confidence or unawareness of our God-given talents. Rather, it's an affirmation of those divine gifts. The realization that everything that we possess was given to us by the Almighty and therefore must be wisely used and returned to Him unblemished is most humbling. A great sage once illustrated this concept by comparing a person to an impoverished woman who borrows a magnificent gown to wear to a wedding. She cannot be arrogant about the dress, lovely as it is, for she knows that it's not hers and she will soon have to return it in perfect condition. Similarly, the gifts with which Hashem endows us were given to us alone, and that realization is a very humbling experience. Moshe never lost sight of that awareness, and it is that which rendered him the humblest man of all. We must bear in mind that the gifts with which we were endowed were not bequeathed to us for our own self-aggrandizement, but for the benefit of mankind. If we realize that, unfortunately, we have misused or abused those gifts, we will also realize how misplaced and foolish are all feelings of arrogance. As I just want to add that, first of all, um, on Thursday, this past Thursday, where was it? Yesterday was actually Moshe Rabbeinu and Esther Malko's yard site. Um, and in terms of humility... Humility can literally, working on your hour midah of humility and becoming, working on being an anav can literally save our relationship with HaKadosh Baruch Hu and make it great, but can also literally save relationships, marriages, relationships with friends, relationships with family, whatever type of relationship. Because when you have that awareness and you work on yourself to to increase and that trait of humility, relationships by of course are gonna become ten times more easier because you're gonna you're not gonna say I'm a nothing and like they said, you're not supposed to have no confidence, but you know you're worthy, but you're not either arrogant, you're not <clears throat> you're balancing yourself out with the other person you're not like trying to over empower the other you don't have those feelings of entitlement you don't think you're better than the other <clears throat> you're not going to feel jealous or all those negative qualities if you have if the quality of humility is overbearing and taking over the other negative qualities that could come up through stages and years of relationships then that has the real ability to save oneself from, God forbid, destroying or sabotaging relationships, especially when it comes to shalom bias, to husband and wife. <clears throat> I personally recommend learning, reading at least once a week, the Igaras Haramban. You can find it in the back of your Sidurim. To say it once a week, I heard, is a segula. But moreover than just saying it for a segula, it's good to read it, to study it, 
once a week, even on Shabbat, to open it with English translation and to get into the custom of learning it, even if it means one line a week, because it is a beautiful, powerful, very powerful way of helping oneself with acquiring the beautiful trait of humility, training your brain to become more humble. And not only that, but it has other magnificent um, powers and results. One of them being helping us become, which helped me, is being more calmer with other people, being less reactive, um, being silent when someone says something to you that is maybe not in your favor, um, not nice, and just not reacting, just letting the ship sail a little bit, calming down and reacting when you're ready in a more positive, calmer, um, effective, peaceful way. Um, You know, so just having more inner self, peace of mind, um, being more calmer with yourself, with your children, with with others overall, um, it really helps with that stuff as well. Um, And just the last thing he said is that foolish are all feelings of arrogance is that we know we learn from the torah that hashem dislikes arrogance one of the biggest things that hashem cannot stand is people that have gaiva that are full of ego so it's very important for us to work on becoming bittle becoming like you know um who am i to to think this or say that or be in a position to criticize or not like someone or anything that has to do with something that's negative, it brings you back to saying, working on yourself and being bitter, not to think like, again, that I'm not worthy, I'm not smart, I'm not confident, I don't have self-esteem. No, not at all, because those are very important. But to take a step back and to rewind, to pause and to think before we think something, before we say something, before we react or take some kind of action, to come back to our soul state and be and and try to work on the trait of being humble and bitter before we do something that we might regret or that might not be the right thing to do or might not be something that's going to be helpful for us either for us or to someone else for the purpose of the situation or the relationship and this is the last segment The call of God is the call of love. This portion commences with God teaching Moshe all the laws concerning the service in the tabernacle and temple. In the very first verse, before Hashem speaks to Moshe, the Torah teaches that the Almighty first called to Moses. Only then did he speak to him. We might ask, why did Hashem first have to call Moses? In most cases, the very the verse simply announces, and God spoke to Moses. The Torah is demonstrating a very important lesson here. Teaching Torah must always be preceded by a call that is an expression of love, concern, and closeness. Only when such a relationship has been formed, only when such bonding takes place, can the Torah can a Torah teacher have a positive impact on his disciples? Thus, this passage teaches us a basic principle of imparting wisdom. The Torah teacher, whether a professional or a parent, must convey God's word with love, warmth, and kindness. Only thus will he succeed 
and only thus will the child slash student absorb the teaching and make it a permanent part of his life's mission. And that is very, I guess I'm thinking of, you know, my children when I read that, that just like the first thing that came to me, but my children, my husband, um, because being a Torah teacher, like raising your children with the right chinuch and the derech Torah, <clears throat> it's very important to, you know, not only to teach them with warmth and love, but to set the right example for them. So they need to have that role model to look up to, you know, because children all children in deep down inside, they are mocking and they are wanting to be at some level like their parents. This is who their, you know, their primary role model is. And so, of course, speaking to our children and teaching them with patience and love and compassion and empathy, not only to our children, but to our spouses and of course, anyone else that we want to put a positive example of role modeling for anyone to become closer to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. You want to do a little kirov, um, either to your husband, your children, your friends, your family, your community. It's very important, A, to be patient, to know that it's a process, and to know that just like us, that we struggle with our own midos, it takes time to grow. It could take years. So too, it takes years for another. It might take up years. And the secret is to have peace with the process and to do your part and to convey your message at the right time with love and patience and and not in a loud voice and a graceful tone and compassion and understanding and a lot of, lot of patience but not to give up and to encourage maybe it's, maybe you want your husband to start learning okay i know for myself or hashem we're married for our hashem this september almost 14 years i think 14 or 15 and i have to say that yes my husband learned on and off for many years but for the first time he was learning on and off for years, not steady schedule, but for the first time this year, it'll be about a year now that he's learning every single morning, Monday through Friday, with great sacrifice, meaning waking up very early around four o'clock in the morning, five o'clock in the morning, so he could make it, you know, to shul before shacharit and learn a little bit. And yes, it was frustrating and it's like I really you know I would listen to Shirim and I would listen to the rabbi say how oh it's so important for the man to learn Torah it's like the most important thing he could do for himself to fight his Yitzhahara you know to become stronger for everything um, for all brachot especially for his family it's you know, in, in his connection and relationship with Hashem, a man has to learn Torah, and I would feel like, and I would say once in a while, yeah, can you start learning, uh, whatever. I wasn't so consistent. I was growing also in my path of spirituality, so I wasn't so consistent. 
But I realized that once I started to grow more and connect more to Hashem, then I was stronger and I was able to buy to be more patient and loving and understanding and empathetic and encouraging to him comparing to when I wasn't, to when I wasn't more connected to Hashem and I wasn't learning and I wasn't praying consistently and so I didn't have the patience. Just goes to show you that, yes, love, warmth, kindness, but also, what are you doing? What are we doing before we can be a voice of encouragement, a voice of telling our children and husband or whoever how to how many how often you should start serving Hashem and how you should serve Hashem and what kind of men you should be and good midot tovot and whatever tefillah davening learning all that stuff what are we doing are we taking the time every single day to to connect to Hashem are we taking the time every single day to talk to Him to pray to Him to work on amida to learn from a book to listen to a shear because if we're not growing in our own path of you know spirituality and connection to Akadosh Baruch Hu, then it's really going to be impossible to have that patience and to have such expectations from other people when us ourselves are struggling with where we want to be in our relationship to HaKadosh Baruch in the process. We're always never going to be where we want to be because we're not malachim and we're here to grow and work on ourselves. But to be on the path, to know that, ah, if I'm learning and I'm connecting and I'm davening to Hashem, then yes, you will have the mental, the emotional um, capability, the strength the wherewithal, the patience, and the siyata deshmaya, the divine providence to be able to give to your children and your husband the right chizok, the right inspiration, the right advice, the right way to get them on the right path to work on themselves also. It all starts with us as women, as mothers, because we are the foundation of the home. We are the commander-in-chief. So that is what I learned in Women's Wisdom. So it all starts with us. And no pressure, one step at a time, baby steps, drop by drop, but to begin and to know that not only is this benefiting you, us because we're going to have a beautiful holy and nicer experience and relationship with ourselves because when we're connected to Hashem and we're learning and praying we feel better about ourselves we can love ourselves more we can be more kinder to ourselves and more patient empathetic and compassionate to ourselves because we're plugged into HaKadosh Baruch Hu, because we're inviting him in a bit more, a bit more, a bit more every day, and then we're going to see down the line, it might be six months, it might be 12 months, it might be 24 months, but we will see, it might be a decade, who knows, but we will see the fruits of our labor. If it's not 
with one child, it might be with another child. If it's not with our our own child, it might be with our grandson. Wow, he became a Talmud Chacham because of you, because of all the spiritual investment you put into yourself and to your family. But I guarantee you, Bezrat Hashem, with your prayers of much sincerity of Kavana, you will see the fruits of your labor sooner than later, Bezrat Hashem. And you will see, wow, after all these years, I finally took those time, the one year, two years to work on myself and to strengthen myself in my service of Hashem. And now look at my husband. He's flourishing because I was able to get him to a better place in his Tevekas clingingness to Hashem, in his service of Hashem. And not only just to serve Hashem and do his mitzvot, not only that, but to wake up in the morning to get to a place and then when we wake up in the morning, we're happy and we're smiling. It's a new day because we're serving Hashem with joy, with happiness, with love, because we desire to, not because we feel like we have to, but we will get to that place. And you're going to bring ruach, how do you call it? What's the word I'm looking for? Nachat ruach. You're going to bring nachat of the spirit to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, to Hashem Yisbarach, your father. And you will, you will celebrate. But the purpose, whole main purpose is to begin somewhere in your relation, in your development and enhancement of your relationship with HaKadosh Baruch Hu today. May we all be zocha to keep connecting and learning and growing and becoming better people one day at a time. Love you all. Thank you for listening. Please share with all your friends, females, contacts. Shabbat Shalom.